No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Okay, this episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Shop Shop Tour Bus. Visit shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Check out all their cool little thing, all their cool designs. They sent us, me and Apple, our boxes. Yes, thank you guys. I got a, I got a little playing card, a little. You keep it on your phone. I keep it in my wallet. It's the coolest playing card I've ever seen. It's a holographic playing card, and the the little. Eight clubs do a little spinny dance every time I, I wiggle it. 
so throughout the day you just randomly pull out your phone and wiggle your playing card well my yeah. my phone is also a wallet but yes it's a fallet fallet a wallet. why don't you yell at Ryder for having a phone and a wallet together because having... I don't have to deal with the aftermath of Ryder losing his shit. Oh, you oh don't? see, I don't lose my phone. That's the thing. I haven't lost my phone in forever. Oh, like like shit. six years. Shop so we love our com. shirts, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Luke, guys. Who packed our boxes? Oh, no, I forgot. Oh, I didn't forget. Started with a B. Becca. 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 Becca, Becca you're the you. best. I'm sorry we forgot your see, name. Four <laughs> brains make one. That's right. Yeah, man. It's back to school time. And... I tell you what, guys, you do not want your kid going to school with no shirt on. No. You just don't. Also, they won't let your kid in school if he doesn't have a shirt on. And when you take your kid to school, put on a shirt. Yeah, like, make sure your kid... PSA, make sure your kid has a shirt on before leaving school. Another PSA, make sure it's a shop tour bus shirt. Mm -hmm. And if they want to wear a cape to school, let them. Carrie. What about that um, hoodie? That shop tour bus hoodie? What? Wait, wait, wait. Is, yeah. I have not heard about this yet. They've got a shop tour bus steal your face hoodie and it's rad. Is your it tape. Tape. steal your tape? Steal your, your tape is my favorite design. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm yeah. going to have to get a hoodie. It's getting Ooh. hoodie weather. It is hoodie weather. So the weather's changing and everybody's going back to school. If your kids haven't gone back, they probably start tomorrow. And everything's getting mellower. Our summer is winding down, and when you drive your kid to school, it's time to wear a shirt. <laughs> so well, it is. That's what I have to say yeah. about that. Yeah. Okay. Go to shop tour bus, and you're going to get more than you bargain for. You're going to get a cool bootleg in the box that's custom designed for your mind, soul, and body. Today I will be listening to my bootleg. I haven't gotten a chance yet, but my car also has a cassette player. You guys are so weird. It's say, because I'm, we have I'm old cars. Well, actually, I don't know how old your car is, but my car's a 98. Right on. All right. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to get a cool bootleg with their shirt and stickers and action flyers figures and action and figures gum. and candy? I got a little toy soldier Come on, man. and bubble gum. How cool is that? And they were, all, both of the boxes were um, Aretha, Aretha Franklin, Franklin. tribute. So ever since that day, anytime anybody says Aretha Franklin, I think Aretha, because I've, you guys said that, and now it's stuck in my well, head. Well, that's just always how it's wanted to come out of my mouth, was Aretha, and that's not, that's that's not right. Not and now, and now <laughs> it's, mm -mm. it's not cool. No. It was funny before, but it's not it's cool not now. It's not funny now. No. So, anyway, shoptourbus.com, guys. Go there, wear a shirt when you drive your kid to school, and make sure your kid has a <laughs> shirt on. When they go to school, because if they don't, they'll get sent home, and it's it's bad. It's really bad. But what I was going to say earlier is, your kid can also wear a cape when they go to school. Yes. Like Carrie's son yes. on Shop his first Tour day of kindergarten. doesn't sell capes, but you can write Shop Tour Bus on a cape and and have your kid wear it. Yes. Yes, you could, Ryder. You could do that. Yep. That's very, very good. Mm -hmm. So, ShopTourBus.com or at ShopTourBus <laughs> on Instagram, and... Yeah, wear shirts. Wear shirts, especially in the winter. Make sure your kid's wearing a shirt in the winter, at least a shirt. It's cold out. Yeah. You don't want your kid catching a cold, and then you're going to get a cold, and everyone in the house is going to get a cold. It's going to be awful. Look, Make sure you, you buy a, a shop tour bus shirt so you don't get a cold. And you can buy a hoodie now, from what I hear. Exactly. Get more than you bargain for. Shoptourbus.com. Oh, 
Hey, this is Ross James. No Simple Road is part of the Osiris Network. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. We'll be doing many live concerts this summer around the country, which will include artist interviews, contests, and more. Sign up for the newsletter at OsirisPod.com. Stay in the loop. Relics Magazine is a media partner of Osiris. For music news, go to Relics.com. dessert wine a moscato yeah sure good morning an apple moscato hey now no simple road family welcome back happy sunday happy sunday yeah it's getting cool out i'm wearing a hoodie and a jacket it's not necessary but it's the first time i've had cause to break out the jackets darwin just exploded apple's face over there oh no i'm sorry guys wow be glad that Radio no, doesn't have, have smell-o-vision. smell-o-vision. Yeah. Good morning, Mel. Good morning, everybody. Say hi to the people. Hi, peoples. <laughs> yeah, man. So this week's episode is Ross James. And we had quite the soiree last night with Ross and the Cosmic Twang. Yeah, this was, this was very cool how this came together. Because uh, first... Ross is a very, 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 very busy man. Hashtag and, very busy. Yeah, it took us a little while to get things lined up, and when we did, it was just fantastic, like talking to an old friend again, and that was about about a month ago about that, a we, month, yeah. that we recorded this episode, but then we get an invite from Ross that they're playing the Goodfoot last night here in Portland, and to come out and see him and meet him, and we went and did that. We hopped on the Goodfoot and did the bad thing. Yeah, to go see him and Scott Law and Cosmic Twang. At the man, it, oh. it was amazing. You're gonna you're gonna hear uh, some of it. Yeah, I recorded some of it, and you'll hear it at the end of the episode. But so stay tuned. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that was super cool was that like Apple mentioned, we had a kind of a little rough start trying to get together with Ross first, um, interview wise. And at the end of this interview that you're about to hear, we're like, Oh yeah, we can't wait for you to come out to Portland sometime. And he's like, uh, actually I think we're going to be in Portland. And then to get that call or a text from him saying, Hey, why don't you come out and check us out? Right on the week when we're about to release the episode like these things did not um we couldn't have coordinated this any better stuff like that yeah we couldn't have planned it so we were about to release the ross james episode today this week which you're gonna hear and a month ago we recorded with him and last night we saw them yeah so that timing was pretty incredible and to just walk into the Goodfoot and immediately the first person we see sitting at the bar is Ross um, just chilling it was really just the the ride the cosmic ride is getting trippier and trippier that's really what <laughs> I for need sure to, yeah <laughs> it, it, it's cool to to see how it all comes together when it all comes together in hindsight like We've done a lot of stuff this summer. There's been a lot of doing. 
and it's the seasons are changing like uh summertime is ending and fall is happening you could feel the the fall in the air and kids are going back it's to school helpful. and yeah you could there's an energy shift going on uh, on the planet also all the leaves are falling that too and um it's just a trip to look back over everything we've done and see the surreal connections and walking down streets and seeing people that we're supposed mm. to interview and running into them at High Sierra and and running into listeners at every show oh again last gosh. night running into Dobie. Dobie. Yeah. and Ashley and Ashley, Ashley yeah. um, shout out to you girl um, I feel like sometimes when we get um, approached by listeners I feel like I'm like this dumb like like my eyes going to spin or something like that. Yeah, yep. Ashley was so sweet. She's like, I've been listening to you guys for a year. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I wasn't high or was You were fucking high. Oh, yeah. Shit. Actually, I was high. Stone. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, we did. Yeah, well, yeah, stone. I was, I was, yeah, cannabis high. But yeah, so sorry if I seemed awkward or weird uh, last night, Ashley, if you're listening. Um, but. Yeah, sometimes it gets a little crazy. Surreal. Yeah, because we're just, you know, we're, we're going to go see Ross. He invited us. We're going to go have a good time. And then next thing you know, we have people being like, hey, what's up? And which is fucking rad. We love that. It's cool. We're meeting our family. But then it's like, oh, shit. What I am I? Interesting. And at the, end of the sh- at the end of the show, towards the end of the show, I was looking around for it. But that place got crowded. Yeah. yeah. By the end, it was packed. I was looking for them to say hi again, hang out for a minute. But we missed you guys on yeah. the way out. And I want to say something to the family out there, too. Like, Dobie said something to us last night that made me feel like I needed to say something on the show. Um he was like, he said that when his friends saw us, they weren't sure if they should come up and talk to us. Oh my God. Always come up and talk. Always, yeah, man. Always, always. We're Even just if we're going to be people, weird, do we, it. God. Even if it's just, if it's just one of us and you're like, oh, I don't want to bother them by themselves. Come say come, hi. Dude, no matter what we're see doing, us somewhere, please. If I have a grump, if any of us are look grumpy, definitely come and say hi to us because it'll instantly make our day better. And, and Absolutely. We're not grumpy. We're just in a I've in been a told that I look grumpy if you don't know me. You <laughs> might have resting yeah. bitch face. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> you might. Yep. A little bit. Uh, that's okay. Hey, a yeah. lot of people do. I've had people tell me like, dude, before I met you, I was fucking scared of you. Like, you're intense. When I was a well, you are scared intense. of Aaron. When I was a baby. Yeah, you were scared, scared of Aaron. Aaron. That's true. But yeah. So, Dolby, thanks for pointing that out um, to us for like, you know, saying like, you know, people are either awkward Reticent or intimidated or to us. yeah just freaking do it nike Hell we're yeah. in a nike town just fucking oh, do I'm it fucking santa claus i'm always in a uh, yeah. good mood come up and fucking <laughs> hug me i'm a big teddy bear shit <laughs> yeah. and i i challenge you to find me in a bad mood yeah I and do my it. awkwardness has nothing to do with your ability to come say hi yeah Same. <laughs> so point of that ramble is if you see the no simple road crew out at a show and you listen to this show. We need to start taking. It's pictures. your duty to come say hi and take come a picture with us, us man. Or out come on the dance street, and hang out. At this a is all about. Shop. This is all about community. This is all about family, and it's about growing it and making it bigger and getting to know each other and feeling connected. So we are not some fucking weird. Well, we are weird. Yeah, you celebrities. Can. No, no, that we are not that. We're just people that go to shows, just like, like you guys. So we're like, we're like. Who said that? D list. D listers. We're D list. <laughs> okay. I'm good with D. I'd say E list. Yeah, I know a little bit more E list celebrities. I, I yeah, get it. Not E list. Uh, uh, anyway, 
Sorry, DL list. Does it count when you create your own celebrity? We're our own list. Yeah. Isn't that what most celebrities do? Uh, no, some of them are. I guess you're right. No, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, come oh. say hi, guys. It's it's about community and family. And if you listen to this show, and you know us, then you're part of the family. We want to meet you. So enough about that. I'm gonna get to the business, right? Business. Business. Really? I thought you were gonna read a letter and. Oh yeah, we I am gonna read. A letter. Well, we just got a letter. Okay. We just got a letter. I wonder, wonder who, who it's from. from. It's from somebody that didn't give their name. Oh. It's from Stephen. There you go. Stephen. And it's not really a letter. It's it's more of a a poem. Oh. I'm going to read you a poem. Poetry by Stephen. There was an evening during the summer in Illinois that I lost my mind. I was with all the right people, the good ones. We took acid, the stuff from the 70s, perhaps a little too much of it. The wood grain and the floor started to wave goodbye and we giggled, lost and found. We had to take a walk up around the north side. I could have climbed that staircase for the rest of my life with those people. I still might be. We passed some of the other folks that recognized the journey, and they smiled and we kept going. Made it back, kinda. That's when it let loose. I was screaming for the rest of my loved ones to know. There were those colors. The ones we haven't seen before, all of them, so fast. I just kept trying to tell them. That wasn't the point, though. Someone knew to call her, and she saved me, quietly and with grace. I sweat the rest of it out, woke up face down, and found myself again. The walk home spit those colors across the sky. I've been raising a cheer ever since. And then he wrote at the bottom, he said, Thanks for your podcast, I feel y'all. I found this writing in my phone's notes. Please use it however you please. Just wanted to share peace and love. That was awesome. That was I super love the cool. simplicity was... of it because uh, we know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You can feel that one. Mm-hmm. And our brother Preston oh. out there wrote us. Preston. Well, he wrote a journal entry that he shared with us, and it's way too long for me to read on the show. I don't. Think but I just want to say, Preston, thank you, man. Thank you for being vulnerable and for sharing that with the family and. For all of you out there that have no clue or context what I'm talking about right now, it was a trip report of his experience at Dead & Company in Folsom Field in Boulder. And you know when you read somebody's writing and it ceases to be a story and becomes tangible and you're in it and you could feel the feelings that that person is describing and smell the smells and hear the sounds like... That's really how it was. Yep. It moved us all. Yes. The song marquee, it, you have a way of doing that as well with your yes, writing. Yes, we really love. To- yeah. So that can start the business, guys. If you have something interesting that you want to share with the family, you can send it to nosimpleroad at gmail.com and we will read it on the show with your permission. And it's really cool, man. It's cool to get those things and share with the family. It shares with the family. Exactly. Exactly, Mel. And it creates that connection that we all need so badly in this world today. Well, it, it helps all of us to feel like we know a little bit more deeper the inner workings of like Song and Preston and Carrie's and Billy's and all of these amazing people that we've met. Like, I just, I want to give a personal um, hey to Billy and his wife Diana because Billy, you've been really awesome 
you know, writing Aaron back and forth. And although we all think that words are just these silly little things, when you put these certain words together at the right time and send them to us, it's like receiving a hug or a kiss or a confirmation or something that we needed to hear or see. So I just like for all the people who are like, you know, have a little bit of trepidation for writing us or contacting us, just don't just come up to us, just write it, just send it because it really does help us throughout our week, throughout our day. And it helps the show when we put it on, we get comments and letters about other people's letters and how it's touched them. So if we can just be the little conduit that you guys, um, you know, have, yeah, pass through, like, listen to this, look at that, you know, drawings, send us your fucking drawings, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's all I just wanted to say. I'm just really grateful for the communication with this, um, community. And, you know, on that same tip, like I was having a really rough time last week. We, some stuff happened personally that I wasn't happy about and I was at work and I was having a really fucking bad day. I had a pounding headache and I was stressed out and I had a knot in my stomach and I was meh, meh, meh. and out of the blue, I get a text from Billy, you know, saying, Hey, just keep being you and you're doing a good job and whatever the text said. And it was so perfectly timed and so poignant for the moment. And if he hadn't been available for that for himself to be vulnerable and just send that, it wouldn't have done that. So the point is, you never know how what you're sending out into the world is going to affect the people that are out there that need it. So if you're feeling like you need to do something like that, just do it, man. And you'll be amazed at the things that happen on the back end because in reality we really are all connected we're all the same thing split into these myriad parts and pieces and fractally generated over and over again and it knows what it needs the universe knows what it needs and if you're available to that thing it can really reach out and grab somebody so yeah man no simple road at gmail.com you can share all that stuff with us and just be available for each other guys you know it's a it's a beautiful thing to connect really is so speaking of connection you can follow us on instagram at no simple road you can also follow us on facebook at no simple road you can get all the past episodes and newest episodes and no simple road merch at no simple road.com and also at no simple road.com is the family tab where you can sign up for the newsletter um, if you scroll down a little bit on that tab there's a spot where you can put in your email we won't share your information with anybody but every once in a while I'll send out some of my writing or personal thoughts or questions or you know whatever and that's how you can get involved with the show on another level um and speaking of another level, guys, Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. That is how we keep the lights on here at No Simple Road. It's how we pay <laughs> for the hosting and we keep the train rolling down the tracks, guys. And you can pledge as little as, little as a buck a month. And that helps us do what we're doing and spread the love and spread the community and grow and reach out to each other. And that is how you are involved with the No Simple Road family on an even deeper, deeper level. 
What do I you guys want to say? Uh, thank you to all of our regular Chan donators and Patreon <laughs> subscribers because you guys have helped and allow us to do a lot of things this summer from the concert tickets to the printing of the shirts and buttons to just getting uh, everywhere that we wanted to get this year. Um, you guys have helped. So thank you so freaking much for helping to f- fulfill our dreams and come back and report it to you guys. That's all I got to say about you guys, you awesome Chan donators. Yeah, man. And just so that the the goal stays in front of the family out there, the goal is to get me doing this full time. So every one of you guys that signs up on Patreon gets us one step closer. And you know what, man? Building community and being together in this thing is the most powerful and awesome thing I've experienced in my whole life beyond having a kid and being married. So... I will say that and I appreciate you guys more than you know. So yeah, that's patreon.com forward slash no simple road. What do you got over there? Apple, you look pensive and no, no, I'm just sorry. I, I, I want, I want to do the intro. Oh, okay. Can oh, I just, the okay, we're not there yet. Random. We're I know. There. Yeah. I just random want to say something good. random. Do random. You guys, Higgs, I love you. <laughs> John, David, Jesse, oh, and uh, Garrett. Garrett. Thank you guys so much for that warm fucking welcome the other night at um, Boone's Ferry in Salem. That was so it much It was fun. one of my favorite nights that we weren't like traveling or going to a festival or a concert. Like you guys, I felt like it you guys were serenading us we finally heard the 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 tazo tweezer (laughs) we heard the awesome long version of no simple road and it was amazing and if you guys haven't seen it it's on the no simple road um instagram (laughs) instagram page sorry i'm dying over here and aaron recorded the whole show (laughs) there's we're going to be doing some more yeah that that's something i wanted to tell you guys too Uh, we've well three times now for counting howling rain we've recorded shows that we've gone to and i i have been holding back on them we recorded the higgs we recorded howling rain we recorded mapache and part of um grateful shred and also this ross james show last night that you guys are going to hear at the end of this episode and i have just been holding on to them and you know what i'm going to put them out as mini episodes um so that you guys have access to the music because everybody needs to hear it man and yeah it's just something we can do and and you guys will get some benefit out of it. And it's cool to go to the show with us. So I'm going to do that yeah. when I have a minute. <laughs> Eventually. You know, I'm going to do it. I promise. But you be pro- stop promising it's, right It's now, been really Aaron. fun, too. All these late, uh, lately, all the shows we go to doing the live stuff. Going live. We're going live on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's been a trip. So For definitely sure. follow us on Instagram. Back to Instagram. Follow us on Instagram so you can come to our shows with us. Yeah. I, I did. I only did a few minutes last night, and it was funny because I'm there, and I'm doing Instagram Live, and they're fucking jamming. And I'm like, I don't want to be doing Instagram trying to stay, Live. I'm I just right stay, trying to stay still. I'll yeah. have to say that... Um, I appreciate it from a fan's perspective, but it fucking hate when you do that because it's 
you're the guy that's holding up the phone when this amazing oh, concert's too. happening. So People I'm going, oh I'm a little God. bit torn because I can appreciate the after uh, you know like we yeah, got the recording do it. but we it's fucking annoying I, to not be able to like fully let yourself in like oh i can't go near him so his arm doesn't get hit like it's, it's that's when you can find a really edge. good spot like last night like last night and when we were at mapache yeah when we were there where you, where you can just put the phone above your head and lean against a pole and then you can still groove you're just holding your phone up <laughs> and it stays stationary it was cool it was cool last night because i got down in the front by the by this the monitor and just knelt knelt down so i wasn't in anybody's way and i wasn't like blocking i wasn't that guy with the phone standing there i just got down and and did it but as i'm down there i'm like i don't want to be dancing and then finally i couldn't take it anymore i was like sorry guys i gotta go i gotta dance i'm out of here click i'm out and last night that was so (laughs) intimate again last night in there that i mean the people in the front were three feet from them playing, you know, yeah. it started encroaching more and more, kind of like towards. Like fans them. were like walking across the stage at uh-huh. one point. I'm like, nobody's gonna stop them from just strolling across with their no, drink. They were all just smiling and jamming. And have... It was very intimate. Thank you guys. What an amazing show last night. Ross's face when so he happy. was jamming. I've I don't think I've ever seen anybody like that. Like he's got a completely different look and a different face than I've ever seen anybody play guitar with like like one of the things i love like about john john lavero the higgs he's always smiling and it just looks like he is in heaven but uh ross he just had such a this neutral face that was completely happy but i i don't even know and it so was forceful the way he when he he charges yeah. it yeah. was yeah, like, it was just uh, unique and really freaking amazing to watch the way that he plays music so i wish you guys were there to see the face but you guys are going to listen to the show and and hear him and and, and scott law seeing him oh, getting yeah. to see him he, oh, lo- wow. he looks so like he's so intense but he's so mellow when he's not playing he looks mild bannered yes and, and then, then he when he gets up there behind out, the mic it's like holy shit brother yeah man the Listen. Oh, and Keith, the bassist. Oh, he's a man, barefoot madman. He was to, he was incredible. If you guys haven't already done it, go on YouTube and search Cosmic Twang. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, yeah, and all, also that's what I was gonna add. Check out Ross James Freak Farm Records. Freak Farm. Oh yeah, yeah. we got to see such, James's voice. He did some of his songs from that last night, which was awesome to hear and see. His voice is like. If you think of a, you're outside on a cold night, and you're holding a really warm drink. You know what his voice is like? That's like that. Grammy's blanket. Yeah, it is. It's very comforting. It like tucks you in and makes you cozy and warm. That's yep. what Ross James's blanket. And then his guitar punches you in the face. <laughs> and then, he, then, then, then let's see who else. Then you can catch him with Midnight North. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He plays with and travels around with Graham and, and with Phil Lesh and the Terrapin Family Band. Yeah, I yeah, mean, and just saying, yep. no biggie. I mean, it, this this is a very that's what made us want to see him or, or actually interview him is um, seeing him play with uh, Phil. the Phil at yeah, Crystal Ballroom. Yeah. yeah, I just looked up and was like, who is that guy playing guitar? And now you see and, what he does. He's in all these. He's so busy yeah. because that's where he's the happiest. Yeah. We saw that last night. It, it looked like while they were playing, it looked like they were sharing this fabulously long involved inside joke 
with every note. Uh-huh. It's... Oh, and then they would, like, um, finish the song, and it seemed like they were finished, and they'd be like, nope, we got a fourth round for you. Yeah. <laughs> it was really a fun, like, it was fun to be a part of the show. And not for nothing, Ross, I hope you listen back to this, and I just want to throw it out there. We would love for Phil and the Terrapin Family Band to come back to Portland again. That would be really special. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, Apple, do you want to do the honors this week? Yes, I would. So, here we go. With no further ado, this was a pleasure. This was very exciting, very inform- very informative, and here we go. Here is Ross James. Yeah, I meant to do that. To- Get off your phone, Apple. It's this time to play. Research related. Let's play the game. I ask you not to tell me how to do my job. I'm not telling you how to do yours. <laughs> check, check. <gasps> oh my gosh, it's ringing. How's my hair? Hello. Hello. Ross. How's it going? Good morning, brother. How you doing, man? Not too bad. Sorry for the 15-minute delay. Our bacon hadn't become bacon yet. Oh, that's that's a good excuse. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> so good morning, man. Welcome. Welcome to No Simple Road, man. I appreciate you taking the time to come and hang out with us a little bit and say hi. Oh, yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me, man. Right on, bro. Um, I'm Aaron, first off, and um, sitting next to me is my girl, Melanie. How's it What's going? What's up, Ross? How are you? And then over across from me is my brother Apple over there. Hey, Ross. Welcome to the show, and thanks for your time, man. Good to have you on the line here. Right on, yeah. So, Ross, man, (laughs) in leading up to having you on the show, like, we obviously follow all the stuff that you're doing, man. Like, how do you find time to sleep, dude, with (laughs) everything that you fucking do, brother? It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably don't sleep as much as I should. I don't know. Dude, I busy, think you win the, the, the award for f- fucking hardest working dude <laughs> in a dead family. <laughs> it's good to be busy. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Like, when you stop and think about it, man, does it, like, is it surreal for you? Uh, yeah, totally. Every moment of every day. <laughs> totally. I yeah. can't. I can't even imagine. Like, it's 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 a very weird situation I found myself in here for sure. Like, and you basically like it wasn't like something that you climbed for. You kind of not just, quite. No, no. You just it just happened, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I always wanted to play and and whatever and do this sort of thing since I was like nine or ten years old, but never really in this scene i guess you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so just sort of found myself playing with phil's younger son via uh just like a random wanted ad looking for a guitar player and it's snowballed into this over the last eight years or so i guess it's been man and you were there for like the beginning of terrapin and all of it right yeah yeah i mean there was like a it was the Christmas before Ter- Terrapin opened in like March 2012, I think it was. And it was Christmas before 
I was at a party um, and talking to Phil and Jill about the thing that they were getting ready to open. They weren't quite sure what it was going to be, what it was going to look like yet. And I remember talking to Phil and just being like, if you ever need any help down there running cable or production stuff, because that's what I was doing at the time. I was doing live sound. And uh, yeah, if he ever needed anything, I gave him a card and started working at Terrapin when they opened, like a month before they opened, actually. They did a bunch of rehearsals and stuff there. It's uh, we Apple and I have been there. Mel, Mel didn't go with us when we went, but like, uh, it's that's something special, dude. What, yeah, what, what's there's there. no doubt. There's no doubt. It's a very, very unique place, and it, it means a lot to a lot of different people. It's a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, the, I mean, apart from the you know the Grateful Dead thing, what it represents. And, and the energy that's there, the feeling of that place is so cool, man. Like it's, yeah. it's different it than like any home. other place I've ever it been. It feels like home. When me and Aaron so, walked in, we went, we went in and Graham was playing, uh, at brunch. Ross was there too. And we, you know, it was just amazing. It made you feel so at home. Like you're just hanging yeah. out, having some of the best food ever too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty laid back kind of vibe there. It's like a extension of their living room. I think was sort of the goal. It's crazy. It's, it's. I mean, it was like if you. It was inspired kind of by Levon's thing in Woodstock. You know, that's where the idea. Yeah. Like you go out of, you walk through Levon's kitchen, and all of a sudden you're in the studio where they do those shows, and feel like the idea of being close to home and not having to be out on the road. That's got to be. So that's that's, that's got to be super tough <clears throat> at his age to try and balance that. I mean, dude, we just did. Um, Eugene Dead and Company and then mm-hmm. had like three days off and then we went to High Sierra Music Festival and, oh, yeah. and then we're going to fish at the Gorge and like <laughs> I'm 46 brother and that shit nearly killed me just doing that I, I can't even imagine what, yeah, you, I know. what you do like well he's doing it too man he plays almost as much as anybody I know and I mean like we go out on the road or whatever and it's tough to tough to be tired or whatever if he's showing up like raring to go you know what i mean he he <laughs> sort of puts it all in perspective <laughs> you're like okay if he's gonna be here and doing the thing i better get my shit together <laughs> yeah i mean it, lift, it lifts you up for sure it seems like i don't know from a from a crowd from the crowd's perspective from my perspective like you watch what's going on like we saw you guys play here at the crystal ballroom in portland right and uh it seems like whatever that energy is that happens, whatever the thing is, like it infuses you guys with light and life. And it, it, that's the thing that's keeping all of you going through all that rigorous touring and everything that you have to do. Like the energy of the, the music is what keeps you propped up. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I mean, that playing like, getting to that point or like having that come through is easier done with Phil than with anybody I've ever played with for sure. He's got a way of sort of channeling it. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it. And something that I've found out recently in the past few weeks too, is like Phil's responsible for a lot of the music that we're all listening to right now. 
in a in a very, in a really roundabout, not so weird kind of way. Like he's tutored all these people, and you being one of them, like yeah, well, that's a legacy. Like you get to carry that thing, whatever that thing is, on. Yeah, what does that feel like to have that like put on you? Uh, I mean, it's a it's an interesting thing to think about i mean i try not to really think about it i guess Mm -hmm. it's it's something that's been really important to him and it doesn't really feel as big as it is when you're in it i suppose you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um like it's just he's my buddy's dad you know and we play music together and it's a powerful thing and that's sort of the only way I really try to look at it. Right. Nothing, I guess that nothing, makes sense. Nothing other than that, I guess, you know? I guess if you tried to dissect it and and get inside of it too much and break it apart, it would lose its magic. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, just sort of go for it. <laughs> well, dude, I'm a, I'll tell you just for us, for this family, like, man, watching you at the Crystal Ballroom, that's the first time I had seen you with Terrapin Family Band. Okay. And... My God, brother, like, it's hard to believe that, that you didn't, I don't know, didn't come from that thing. Like it wasn't in your repertoire already that it, you know, it's, it seems like it's your DNA from, from our perspective. Thanks, man. Um, I mean, my mom was into all that sort of stuff. She grew up in California in the sixties and she used to see the dead. She wasn't like a crazy, like a big deadhead or anything, but she would go see shows in the park and, you know, Monterey pop festival and that sort of thing. So, I mean, that spirit, that type of thing has always been part of me and part of my life, but just not really that band until the last few years. What was the, like, was it when you went to work for them that you kind of started getting into the dead thing? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I never really listened to much of it before so, then. Such a trip. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God, dude. Wow. So, what, so, Ross, what kind of music were you playing? That was what I, yeah. Um, I mean, I've always been into, like, older country music and bluegrass, punk rock stuff, the Stones, stuff like that, I guess. Wow. Yeah, It when we first started communicating back and forth, we sat down as a family and listened to freak farm oh cool and man (laughs) you have you have a gift my friend of storytelling in i don't know if you've ever heard this before but the same kind of way that like um loser or deal or those kind of songs or peggio like will tell a story Mm -hmm. and follow it you've got that same thing bro right on yeah and it, it really well, thanks, comes thanks, across cool. I mean, yeah. that that's what it's always been about for me is the the song you know if there's a even just like one line or a couple lines in there that really grab you or something like that and it's like that playing those tunes with phil just about every night like a different lyric or a different line from some song will like hit me in a totally new light depending on what's going on in my life or and that, I mean, that's what it's all about, you know? Totally. And I mean, we talk about, that's cool to hear you say that, dude. Really cool. Cause we talk about that amongst ourselves a lot, mm-hmm. like how this music and all of it has a, has a way of 
following you in your life and changing based on where you're at. It kind of meets you where you're standing in a weird yeah. kind of a way and how certain songs will mean something to you at a certain point in your life and then not at others and others jump right. out. And it's, it's crazy to, to think about what that is. And that's kind of been my trip with the whole thing is like, what the fuck is it, man? What, what is this thing? <laughs> there's, there's something there for sure. And, and it's, it's so interesting how it affects different people, different ways. Like, show that somebody might not dig or whatever somebody could walk away feeling uh like it was a really powerful experience for them you know what i mean so right it's 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 a it's a scene unlike any other that i've been a part of i i just gotta say too you you put so much of yourself out there and i appreciate it we do as a family you have so much music, the stuff you do with like Scott Law, Cosmic Twang, Midnight mm -hmm. North with Phil, your own record label and album now. It just, it, man, you put it out there for us to see and we're feeling it. And it's, Thanks, it's amazing. Man. Thanks well, a lot. Well, it's like I said, like just doing a freaking podcast, we're, we're just sitting on our porch getting high talking to people. And that's what I, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> good and I, I, we're not on the road and i i wonder how in the world do you stay focused through all of it there's so much coming at you man like is do you do you find that you have to find a balance in everything when you're doing that try to yeah i mean it's easy to just sort of get lost in everything that's happening for sure but I mean, I feel really lucky to be in the spot that I'm in right now and just kind of going wherever it takes me. That's, I guess that's all you can do. Just hang on and ride the wave, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Going back to, to when you were a kid, like you said, your parents were into music and did the thing like and my mom. Yeah. yeah. Was, was it something <clears throat> that you knew? when you were younger that you wanted to do or was it was there uh, something I mean, else that you were after? Yeah, like when I was in like sixth grade, like nine years old or something like that, I, we got to pick like an elective class in school. And I, uh, I picked uh, like band or whatever. And I was playing trumpet and it wasn't really going that great. And the music teacher, like there were a ton of kids that were playing trumpet and the music teacher was sort of like, you know, maybe try something else. It sort of pushed me out of it, and it bummed me out big time. And then <sighs> the uh, like the next day or a couple of days later, I came home and my mom had gotten me a guitar, and that was. Aww. I mean, as soon as I picked that up, it was pretty much the end of everything else. Wow. For so me, does your mom still encourage you? <laughs> I can't imagine she wouldn't. She would. She passed away ten years ago now. Oh. So yeah, that's so, kind but, of a cool thing that you play that music and she brought it on and look what you've yeah, done with no it. Doubt. What a tribute. Yeah. No, she'd get a kick out of it for sure. Heck yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. That's that's crazy. So for us, like, I, I got turned on to the dead in 89, right? And mm -hmm. saw a 
to- shit ton of shows, toured and did the whole thing, and then kind of fell out of it and had a really like dark time in my life until I met Mel. And um, the first years of our marriage, like the dead and the whole scene wasn't really part of our world. But then I would say maybe six, eight months before Fairly Well was announced, things started coming back around. And Fairly Well represented this huge thing for for me and for her and a resurgence. Like, I'm asking you because you're on the inside of it. Obviously, I see what's going on on the outside. But, like, for you guys, was it as much of a resurgence as it was for us, that thing? Um, I mean, it definitely put the whole thing in the spotlight, and it was sort of in everybody's mouth. Um, been to those shows, like one from every year, kind of, you mm-hmm. know, celebrating every year of the dead. Right. And I mean, for all of us, it's an experience to go through and listen to it, like chronologically, like that. And I mean, it was the first time I'd ever really listened that deep. So for me, it was really neat to see how the band changed over time. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it 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 made it part of like the whole consciousness of like the whole country. Almost it felt like you know everywhere you went. Yeah, and it's still going. Like, oh yeah, we just talked to a guy that does um, like memes on Instagram right. that that's getting famous behind doing fucking memes on Instagram, man, about the Grateful <laughs> Dead, the you know, like <laughs> this whole fucking weird thing has happened now where this scene that like was kind of an underground thing has taken off and gone into the mainstream and also meshed with technology. Yeah. In a weird, and there's a whole new generation interested in it and i think that's part of what you're doing too man like you're carrying it on the music will never stop yeah it just it keeps keeps evolving and growing yeah with with you and graham and every everybody that's there like is that I don't know. I guess this is kind of a silly question, but fuck it. Like, <laughs> whatever. Is that something that that's in your consciousness, like forefront of your thinking? Like, man, we're keeping this thing going. Um, not really. Like something that I I think about as we're doing it. I mean, there are moments for sure. Like after after a gig or something, if somebody comes up and talks to you and you 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 realize what it means but but i mean like i was saying it's just for me it's it's a blessing to be able to be playing these songs and playing them with the people i'm playing with and right. just trying to bring it when we do it you know you, you definitely bring in it so what was <laughs> what was uh your role in the in the fairly well thing like you had a pretty big part in that right well, I mean, there were there were a couple of years where I was like Phil's tour manager, and that happened to be one of the years. So, yeah, it was a it was a lot of work. <laughs> I can't I can't even imagine standing 
from our perspective, being in that stadium in Chicago with mm. 75,000 people was unfucking real. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a bizarre experience. I'd never even been to a show, like a stadium show that what? big, you know? Really? Yeah. So it was, <laughs> it was super crazy. And then that'd be a, you're the one, like you had a huge part in manifesting that thing. That's dude. Come on, man. That's, that's so crazy. <laughs> that's oh my yeah. God. Super weird. That was Super quite weird. the gathering. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No, like, I guess it just goes to show like it, the universe picks what it picks and it does what it does for its own fucking reasons. And we don't have any say yeah. in, in what's going down. Like, and that, that's, kind of what's cool about working for Phil and Jill is they they have that attitude and they they meet people and it doesn't matter where they're coming from or what they've done if they trust them or they get a good read from them or if they want to work with them they do it and yeah I mean they could they could do things a lot differently than they do but they're very involved in in all of it and it's 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 pretty cool well i gotta ask too i mean we've obviously followed me and aaron dead since you know late 80s early night does phil ever sweat i don't think we've ever (laughs) seen phil sweat on stage and he has that that aura about him he is just so relaxed like that's how he like that's how he is man we played a gig in new york years ago like on one of those boats that goes around the city and there was some some rough water and like it was in between tunes and everybody in the band was like sort of shaking and bobbing around and he's just standing there rock solid. <laughs> we looked over at him and just laughed. Wow. Okay. He's unfazed, man. <laughs> you have like the best fucking tutor on the planet. For sure. It's what when when you guys are doing your thing at Terrapin like like you said Phil and Jill meet people and um if they trust them they work with them and that's that's basically how you ended up there and yeah totally so i mean at first you're just running cables and then it slowly it's growing it grew and grew until now this yeah. is that's how it happened pretty much i mean i was like i was playing gigs too like when when we first opened there were like four shows in the bar and I played those gigs. I actually did sound and played at the same time, like the first three nights that we were open. And it, like the first time I ever played those tunes, and I've like got a little mixing board next to me, and I'm like doing the sound. It was it was a a ragtag operation at the time compared to what it's turned into. But um, yeah, I mean, it started that way, and then I'd. I'd do sound when I wasn't playing and then Phil would call and be like, Hey, you want to play tonight with me and Jackie? And we'd play in the bar. And that's, I mean, that's literally how it was in the beginning. How cool to have that. I don't know, space available for you to evolve in. Yeah. And, and that he's willing to make that a priority too, for all of us. I mean, we do this thing. We call it Phil school where we'd like get together and rehearse and he would sit there and listen and then 
give us feedback or tell us to work on this other thing or like before the family band really turned into a thing we would do this fill fill school (laughs) wow wow how did that family band come into like birth i just i don't know it just sort of happened i mean it was kind of a thing from the get-go with brian and graham and phil as the core and then i would play with them a lot and then alex coford came into the fold he's an old family friend of theirs like pretty much like a cousin of theirs and uh it just sort of happened i guess we're glad it did <laughs> yeah <laughs> right on, me too. Yes. <laughs> so with um cosmic twang like what was the idea behind it and 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 why man (laughs) um well uh when terrapin started brian and i had a band called american jubilee and that was that was like our main our main thing and then he he had a he had a child and uh sort of changed his focus and playing music kind of and i was i was bumming because Brian was like one of my favorite people I've ever played with and I miss making music with him and I don't even know where Scott came from I think it was through Tim Bloom that the first time he came to Terrapin Uh but him and I sort of instantly connected and uh, just started playing together a bunch and I, I don't really know how the band started but it's really just it's Scott and I and the rest of the lineup is ever changing but most of the time the core is uh alex on drums and scott Patton on bass but we've done we've had you know holly bowling and Cass mccombs and wow. neil casal jay lane dave schools all those folks have been part of the part of the band at one point or another and just kind of keeping it keeping it ever changing and and making it like a unique event whenever it happens is sort of the idea. That, that's what's amazing about this. What you guys, you, everybody, you're, all the names you just mentioned, this music is so like organic and yeah. just growing and changing. You never hear the same thing twice. It It's it, it's special. It's magic. Yeah. yeah, that's what we're trying to do. When we sat down and listened to <clears throat> Freak Farm, Apple and I were sitting out here on our porch and it was kind of late at night and we're listening and I'm like, dude, and this sounds weird, but I hear like Lou Reed and Reed and Velvet. Yeah. Is yeah. that, is that a thing for you? Uh, it's a huge thing. Okay, yeah. cool. I mean, that, that night, off. that night I talked to Phil right before I asked him if he needed help down at Terrapin. I was kind of getting in a fight with him because I, I brought up the Velvet Underground because they were both called the Warlocks before oh. either band changed their name. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Phil like said he didn't like the Velvet Underground. And I was, I was like, what are you talking about, man? You're killing me. Like, how do you not like the Velvet? And I was getting kind of upset. <laughs> I was, dr- I was, I was drinking. It was like a Christmas party, you know? And, and then fast forward to now and one of his favorite tunes that we play and family band is Sweet Jane. Sweet Jane, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Funny how that works out. Yeah. I, so 
what's the what's the future look like for for that band like are you gonna do more stuff are you gonna be playing out are you gonna yeah make more um, albums like i was just looking at your schedule that... you're talking about cosmic twang yeah oh yeah i mean we've, we've got there's a spot in san francisco called the chapel that we have sort of a residency at every month or two play there um I think we're going to be back there in September and a couple more times in the fall. And we're doing some shows with uh, Nikki Bloom in September. And Scott and Nikki and I are going on this river trip in Idaho next month. I mean, Scott and I play a lot of weird gigs together. We're going over to Barcelona in October for like 10 days with a bunch of other folks. Nikki and Krasno and some of the guys from String Cheese and Green Sky and so yeah, I mean how much fucking just, fun, man! I know Jesus I kind of just follow I follow him wherever he goes pretty much. <laughs> it seems like um, you know maybe like more in the eighties, seventies, even like I guess even the nineties, like bands kind of like were their own band, you know, Nirvana's their own band. You didn't see too much, you know, people straying outside, and it seems like now it's just like one big band that everybody kind of steps in and out of i think that's really awesome what you're doing ross that's such a cool thing it like allows you to not be like pinned in a box you know like okay i'm playing this cosmic twang with this band and then i'm playing a little bit more of a cleaned up version with this band and yeah it just seems really neat to be able to explore all different sides of yourself musically like it is it's 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 something that i really i mean it keeps it interesting and the thing I really like about Twang is, I mean, these friends that I've made over the last few years because of this crazy world I found myself in, like the fact that they'll come jam with us, you know, and it it blows my mind sometimes. And then it's kind of like pushing them out of their comfort zone a little bit, you know what I mean? It's yeah. nice getting to hear these guys I look up to so much just playing rock and roll with us, you know? Oh, yeah, hell yeah, and it's we get the benefit of it as much as you guys do, man. <laughs> you know, like seeing it happen from a from a fan's perspective, from the audience, it's it's so rad, dude. Because the dead is its own universe. It, that that music, that catalog, is its own universe, and the original Grateful Dead was its own thing and then seeing that all this has come out of it I think of it like a big tree and these are the branches on that tree totally and to watch you guys do your thing and know that this thing that I've been a part of and loved for so long isn't going to stop really fucking makes me happy and like to to see you guys laying down seriously a legacy man like and I mean, even after Phil is is gone and that thing is going to keep going and expanding and growing that trees, branches are going to spread. It's, it's totally, it's beautiful to watch, but you've had all these moments, obviously with all these different people and different places, fare thee well, playing with Krasno, playing with all these people. Is there like one thing that stands out in your mind as like the most surreal fucking trippy thing (laughs) where you were just standing there going, what the fuck? That happens a lot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, playing with Schofield, for uh. sure, is kind of a mind blower. Um, I mean, we went to Japan with Phil. That was pretty insane. What's that uh, like? Uh, it was it was nuts, man. I'd never left the country 
that was my first time. Like, I had to get a passport to go do those gigs. <laughs> and we get there, and we went, like, a week early. Um, and we're hanging out in Tokyo for a week. And Graham and some other folks and I went to go get lunch or whatever. And we're walking down the street, and some guy in a tie-dye runs over, like, freaking out. And he recognized us. And then he runs back into the store that he's working in, and he comes out with a magazine. And it's, like, a picture of us with Phil on the cover of the magazine. Wow. And it was, like, that was a pretty surreal moment, <laughs> being in Japan. How fun and so, for you. How fucking fun, man. Yeah, right. pretty You're wild. You're just going to go have lunch, and then that happens? Yeah. How cool. <laughs> I was yeah, just trying weird. to eat. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna so, back yeah. up a second. I'm just, I'm, I'm just kind of looking. I kind of do research while we're talking to you and stuff. You mentioned the Idaho thing. I'm looking at this man. So, so this is people can go and you go on like a five, six day river rafting adventure with the musicians. Yeah, it's pretty. Camp. It's pretty wild. It's the company is called Idaho River Adventures, and uh, uh, it's the Salmon River, the middle fork of the Salmon River that we float like a. It's like 100 miles worth of river over five days, I think. And Scott and Nikki and I did it last year, and um, it was it was a game changer for me, for sure. I'd never I never spent that much time out in the wilderness like that, and it's a pretty beautiful stretch of river, and great people that put it on and. Yeah, we float float around all day, have lunch, take a hike in the middle, and then when we get to camp, Scott, Nikki, and I play before and after dinner, pretty much. You're fucking kidding me! Oh my god, it's great. I mean, a lot of a lot of people do it. I know I think the String Dusters guys have done that trip, and um, Tim Bloom's doing a couple this year. Like he's doing one with Greg from the Hips, and yeah, it's it's pretty cool. That, it's, a, that... it's a great trip. I can't wait to be back on the on the river. That's not too far from us here in Portland. We're gonna have to. Yeah, jump you should on go. Fuck oh, yeah, go. that's Definitely. that's pretty awesome. I, you said it was a game changer for you. What was the what was the game changer part of it? I mean, just being out. Like we went, we were the last trip of the season last year, and the weather kind of took a turn halfway, and it even it snowed a little bit one night, and it was just cold and rainy, and you're outside all day. Just I hadn't had that that shifts that like your body kind of shifts into survival mode in a way. You oh, know? Yeah. I hadn't felt that for a long time and just being out there. I mean, we saw bears and bighorn sheep and mm-hmm. it's, it's beautiful, beautiful place to be. It, it's a trip when you realize like if, especially if you've lived in a city most of your life, like we moved from Las Vegas where we had all lived there most of our lives mm. to, up to Portland and when you realize that Mother Nature is much bigger than you are, yeah, and right. she can fuck you up if she wants to, yeah, <laughs> that's a trip. When you finally yeah. that hits you, man, oh shit. Yeah, I mean, it was like it got so cold, and you, like you don't warm up for like a day, and then the next day, sun comes out, and you you sort of realize why people used to worship the sun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know if it's coming back, and we sure yeah. are glad when it does, man. Yeah, right. So, as far as like what's happening at Terrapin right now, what's what's the thing that you're most excited about that's going on there? Um, well, it's summertime. I love getting to play outside. Um, 
and we do that a bunch. Um, I'm doing an acoustic gig with Krasno and Jackie yeah. in a couple weeks. That'll be fun to get to play with those guys. Acoustic, sort of more focused on the tunes and less jamming. It's just a different environment. Um, I mean, it's always something different. That's what's great about it. I play yeah. there every Thursday when I'm in town. Jesus. And uh, different bands pretty much every night. So that's always cool, bringing in different friends of mine. So one of the things that I've kind of discovered talking to different musicians over the past year is like the the way that music is a language and using that language to, <clears throat> excuse me, to communicate with each other. Like when you bring somebody in that you've never played with before, right? But mm -hmm. you respect this person, you know, you know their shit. When they come in, is it like trying to learn somebody's different dialect, like somebody that has an accent, trying to understand the way they talk? Is that how it is when you start playing with somebody that you haven't played with before? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, sometimes it can just be like picking up, feels like you're picking up mid-conversation that you started like 10 years ago. Um but I, I really like that. I mean, you said you listened to that. Uh, you said you listened to Freak Farm on that tune, uh, Henry Hill. Um, near the end of it, there's like there's these two guitar solos that happen, and there's two guitars playing on both of them. And that was my buddy Isaiah Mitchell, who I had met like a few months ago. I'd never heard him play, but we'd hung out and listened to records, and I knew. Like, I had a bunch of mutual friends who said he was a great player, and, like, I could just... I knew he was a great player. Right. And he was happy to be hanging out, and I was like, hey, man, how about you and me take a couple passes on this? And we just did it at the same time. So on the record, that's the first time him and I ever played together. Wow. Wow. So we're getting to hear uh, that, like, raw. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of how that record came out. Like, I, I booked... There's this studio out here... Um, not far from uh, where I live in Stinson Beach uh, that I'd wanted to go to for a long time. And some dates came open and I just booked them and I didn't have, I didn't have any plan to make a record or anything like that. And we just went out there for three days and recorded like half of it. It just happened in wow. those three days. And that's sort of how the whole experience was. Like a couple of those tunes are like the first or second time anybody ever played them you know so was they that were... stuff written before that or was that all on the fly uh two of the tunes get finished out there and the rest of them i'd had written and then we recorded some other stuff that didn't get on there but yeah are you are you one of those dudes that like has to push and pull to get lyrics and music out or are you one of those dudes that like no i woke up in the morning and rolled over and wrote down everything in my journal and then just played it yeah, I mean it depends. Like I can't, I can't really push it out. It just it comes when it comes, kind of. But um, I don't know. I've been working writing with Scott lately, which has been pretty cool. Writing with another person—that's something I hadn't done before. And that—that's a little more regimented, I guess. You know, than the way songs have come out of me in the past. So it's been a nice experience doing that. So, 
All right, I'll ask you something strange. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, something strange. This worries us sometimes, too. Nah, I'm oh, good. Oh. <laughs> so, I'm not worried. Yeah, don't, don't be. So, like, we've talked a lot on this show about the, like, shamanic aspect of music and, yeah. like, how we've lost ritual as a, as a country, as, a, as people. Like, it, back in the day, we would dance around the fire and the shaman would sing and pound the drum. And that was the way that we connected with the other side. And in my mind, what the Grateful Dead do, and psychedelic music in general, is create that environment. And these shows that we go to are more than just fucking concerts, brother, for us. yeah, it, It's more than just getting high and going and seeing a band play it's it's an experience and it's a ritual and the players that are on stage are the shaman that are conducting the energy of the thing that's happening is is that something that you see from your side of the stage uh yeah i mean definitely like like on a good night the way i describe it is like you're not playing you're getting played Oh shit! You know, like the the music's kind of like coming through you, and that's what we're all chasing, and that's something that Phil feels and has created environment for. I mean, and that's definitely something that I've always kind of felt that and didn't know quite what it was, and having that be sort of brought into focus the last few years has been really cool. It's it's cool to hear too from from my perspective. Like, I can be there and experience that thing, and then want to trick myself afterwards that it was just whatever. It it didn't happen, or it was all in my head. And I think a <laughs> lot of people feel like that, man. And it's cool to hear other people say it out loud. Yeah, and, and to know, like, okay, this shit's happening, man, and it's real, and we're experiencing it together. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, we got to play Red Rocks earlier this year, and like 20 minutes before we went on, I was talking with Phil about how, how because it was my first time being there, and just what a powerful place it was. And he was telling me about um, the ritual that used to happen there before, way back before it was an amphitheater, before anybody was there except Native Americans. And they would set up the fire where the stage is at. And he was saying that all the warriors from the tribes would stand up on the rocks for, you know, a day, two days, however long the ceremonies took. And this all happened in this place that we're about to go play rock and roll music and wow. it's like 20 minutes before we go on and i was definitely thinking about that <laughs> whoa powerful whoa, yeah. <laughs> yeah man so <clears throat> i've never been to red rocks is the energy different there yeah i mean yeah <laughs> I, I recommend going yeah <laughs> you know Ross, um out of a lot we've been <clears throat> asking you a lot of questions and stuff and it just seems um based on your answers like you just really kind of go with the flow of things you're not <laughs> thinking too much on you know necessarily how it's going to affect or or 
trying to affect a certain way, just kind of letting it flow through you. Is that how you are personally as well? Yeah, maybe to a fault, but yeah. <laughs> but that's a, I mean, it's admirable. It really is because, I mean, <clears throat> a lot of people talk about trying to be in, become in a flow state or that meditative state where things just come, you're, you're a vessel or whatever. And to be able to be like that on more than you're not, that's a very wonderful place to, to be. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> what about when it's not? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's it's a tough way to make a living, you know. Doesn't sound like you're having too hard of a time. No, I, no, 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 no. But you know. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, I'm not like great at like selling myself or that kind of thing. You know, and that's a whole other part of this. Well, I was going to back again to touch just on, on Freak Farm, too. This is uh, one of those things. This has come up recently. Like We all have a soundtrack to our lives, and you, you have become a heavy part of the soundtrack to our lives. We've spent oh, wow, many man. nights on our patios cooking dinner, listening to this album. That's and like, awesome. Every time I hear it on Juarez with Nikki Bloom, mm-hmm. like that one is so special. I mean, it's oh, cool. The whole album is just amazing, and you have such a calming voice. I mean, I can groove to it, or I can put it on, and you can sing me to sleep. It's like <laughs> it's like mellow. It just reaches all those points of the brain, like scratches them for me, yeah, and it's cool, man. I guess that wasn't really a question. That was more of a no. statement. Yeah, because yeah, uh, same thing. Like you just had, like I don't think that I had a question either, Ross. Just like your your vibe comes across not just in your music, just also in your energy, and it's a it's a cool wavelength to be on. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. I I got to say, too, it's strange from from me, like, starting to do this thing. And then I know you know what I'm talking about when you listen to music and you like somebody and what they do. You kind of put them on a pedestal in your head. Yeah. And especially rock stars, man, they become like gods to people. Sure. And then getting to do this and talk to you guys and just realize that we're all people and we're all fucking figuring it out and that you're having <laughs> the same fucking experience we are really means a lot. And yeah. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate the honesty and I appreciate that you put it out there and that you're not afraid to expose yourself. Is is that hard sometimes when you're open like that and you put out your album and that's your insides out there for everybody to see? Do you think about that? Um. I mean, I, I think I'd go crazy if I didn't do it. I mean, that record oh, wow. is something that I've wanted to do for, you know, 20 years probably. And, I mean, I put everything into it. I I, I financed the whole thing, you know what I mean? And, like, I was involved in all the artwork and everything. I had my good friends do all that stuff with me and... Yeah, I mean, it was like, it's a part of me, and I'm, I feel like, I feel better having gotten that out, for sure. That's rad. That's really rad. I I know what you're talking about when there's like a, I don't know, the muse or whatever you want to call it, that creative impetus that's in you. Yeah. And if you stifle that thing, it rots inside of you. (laughs) It can fucking rot. Do you ever feel that, Ross, like you don't want to put something out or that you want to keep something to yourself creatively? Uh, I don't know. I'm not like 
I'm not I'm not afraid to like put stuff out there now. Right. I mean Right on. I've like like with Twang we've written tunes like Scott came over to my place one day and we finished a song and we played it that night with a bunch of people that had never heard it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that for me that's part of the whole thing. That's part of why I do it. And especially being part of the family that you're part of, like there's so much support and love. Yeah. And uh, there's no there's nowhere else in the world that you could play to such a such an open audience and it's pretty cool that we're allowed that, you know what I mean? Right on, man. It, 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 I was just going to add to you, we, we were just did the uh, life changer for us just this past weekend at the High Sierra Music Festival. Part of, like, your family, like, we feel part of our family and everything. We got to hang out and talk to, like, Neil Casal and to Twiddle. We we hung out with those guys, and it mm-hmm. just, so much of it comes back around to, 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 Phil, to Phil and De- the Grateful yeah. Dead. And it's just amazing to see this family growing so much and thriving again and yeah. having you be part of it, share your time with us. You know, it, it just, you can feel what's going on in this yeah. world. And it's it's messed up in a lot of ways, but what we're doing is throwing that love out there. Yeah, you got to keep doing it. Yep, for sure. So tell everybody out there before we take off where they can find you and your stuff and all that. Yeah, um, I have a website. It is rossjamesmusic.com. And uh, records can be purchased there. And um, it's all on Spotify and iTunes and all those other places you can download music. And yeah, playing with Phil this summer. And oh, shit. come on the river with us, man. Oh Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to put in a personal request, Ross. Come back to fucking Portland with the family band. <laughs> God, I damn, know. that was or good. Or by yourself, or with Drew, well, with whoever Scott you come I, with. Scott and I are playing there like three times, I think, in, next month. Oh, Sweet. Wow. I'll yeah, tell you what, I'll just throw I'm going to throw yeah. this out there for what it's worth, dude. You don't know me, but... <laughs> yeah, if you have time in between. If you got it's... time, dude. <laughs> yeah, you got a big, big fucking pop. house and oh, lots of room. Good come coffee, have dinner. good food. Dig it, man. Not a hotel. <laughs> yeah, away from the road. Right on, man. One last thing before we go, man. Um, I don't know when, but sometime in the future, I would like to talk to you about maybe doing um, something from Terrapin. Yeah, totally. Um, you should. Maybe, maybe a live podcast or something. Yeah, man. Okay. It'd be the place to do it. Right on, brother. I thank you for that. Yeah, we make that happen. Okay, cool. I Hey, Ross, thank you for your time, man. Totally, yeah. Come do the thing out in Portland, like the twenty yeah. fourth or something. I'm there for like five days. All right, you you have you have my number or no? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah, hit me up when you're here. Let's let's do it, man, for sure. Take it. All right. All right, brother. You be well Thanks, today. Ross. Thanks, you Ross. Good talking to you guys. Yeah, take, take it care. easy, man. Have a good day. All right. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine it features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com/dmb. Thanks Relics. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs> 